0: Jesus, we thank you that you are forever ours, that we can be forever with you only because of the work that you did on Calvary. Thank you, Jesus, for the precious blood that was applied to take my sin and bring me to life. Jesus, we thank you that you bring us to life. God, we ask that we would be witnesses for you. We ask that we would show people you, the giver of life, the one, the only one that can take away our sin. Lord, we pray for those in our congregation that have been uh, dealing with hardship or pain, loss. God, we ask that you would give comfort and peace. Lord, we pray that we would know you and trust you. And Lord, I just pray against any distractions today that we would see from your word what you want us to to see and what you want us to hear. And Lord, we would respond the way that you want us to respond. Please, Holy Spirit, come and move in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, we started this year by talking about asking this question Are you going to live like you believe what you believe? Sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Living like you believe it. Are we doing that? Are we living like we really believe it? Uh, Dwayne preached a couple weeks ago about about this question and about life, about our resurrection, how we all are going to face judgment someday. Last week, we looked at what what does it mean to To believe in God, and we said that God is the one true God, uh, who is eternally living and uh, relational. Who is triune? That means Father, Son, and Spirit. Is uh, the the one true God? Is the Creator and ruler of the universe, and He is holy and loving. And we're going to see this today: how loving He is, because we're talking about salvation today. We're looking at how Jesus saved. And so, as we do this, I um, wanted to, to read from the Confession of Faith, from the Mennonite perspective, uh, from this book. There's also little handouts, little summary statements we have in the back. Um, Confession of Faith. It's a summary statement, but I'm gonna re- just read the summary s- statement for uh, Article 7. It says, Confession of Faith, I'm sorry, the Confession of Faith in the Mennonite Perspective, 1995. It says, We confess that beginning with Adam and Eve, humanity has disobeyed God, giving way to the tempter and and, and chosen to sin. Because of sin, all have fallen short of the Creator's intent, marred the image of God in which we were created disrupted order in the world and limited their love for others. Because of sin, humanity has been given over to the enslaving powers of evil and death. Alright, so, the bad news is, we've all sinned. The the bad news is, we are in need of salvation. That there's no thing that I can do, there's nothing that you can do that's ever going to bridge that gap and bring us restore us to the father because god is a holy god he and sin can have nothing to do with each other and and because because we sin because we have fallen short of the glory of god and it says that the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in Christ Jesus our lord that's romans 6:23 because we can do nothing because we are in trouble. There's, there's good news that we have a Savior. And, and we need to first know before, before there's good news, we need to know there's bad news. And some, maybe we don't realize, that there's bad news. The bad news is we've fallen short of the glory of God. And there's a, a quick... Illustration here, a video that I want to show you about a man falling into a hole and hearing the different ways that the world is saying to be saved.
1: hole, and he couldn't get out. A traveler passed by. He told the man to meditate, to purify his mind, and when he reached nirvana, all suffering would cease. The man did as he was told, but he remained in the hole. Another man appeared. He explained that the hole didn't exist, and neither, in fact, did the man. It was all an illusion. The man who did not exist was still stuck in the hole that was not there. (laughs) Another visitor arrived. He instructed the man to perform good deeds to improve his karma, and though he would still die in the hole, he might be reincarnated as something magnificent. Another man looked down from above. He taught the man to pray five times a day facing east and to follow five important tenets. If he was faithful, one day, perhaps, the divine would set him free. The man prayed as best he could, but he was losing strength, and in the hole he remained. something different about him. He called down to the man in the hole and asked him if he wanted to be free. This man lowered himself into the earth, into the pit. He took hold of the man Dragged him into the light, and the man in the hole who could not get himself out was saved.
0: So the world is going to tell us if you have car- you can have karma, or it's just an illusion. If you have good deeds, maybe you can re- reincarnate to something better. You know, if you pray a certain way and, and you're faithful, then maybe God will help you. But Jesus asked the question, do you want to be free? Do you want salvation? And then Jesus, like in this illustration, lowered himself to free this man who could not free himself. And that's a picture of our salvation. First of all, we are, that salvation is needed because of the destruction of our sin we are in need of a savior that's the that's the bad news we've sinned and fallen short of the glory of god but we are in need of a savior because of our sin our sin has kept us from god took us away from that relationship with with god so i've been asking this question i'm gonna keep asking this question do we live like we believe it do we live like sin is destructive do we live like when we sin we are in separation with god do we live having compassion for people that are lost that don't know about jesus or don't care about jesus or or they believe in all these other things pick and choose different religions do we have compassion for people do we, do we pray, Lord, give me a heart. Give me, give me a way to, to, to reach other people for you, Jesus. So salvation, we believe that salvation is needed. But we also believe that salvation is a free gift from God because of his love. In, in our statement of faith... Uh, it says, we believe in Jesus, that Jesus Christ is God's fullest revelation of himself to man. He was fully God and fully man. We believe that in seeing who Jesus is, we learn exactly who God is and what God is like. We believe that Jesus walked on the earth and taught us the will of the Father. We believe that Jesus willingly died upon a cross to make it possible for the forgiveness of sin. We believe that he rose from the dead after three days, ascended into, the, into heaven, and will return again someday to take the church, to dwell with him forever. This is on our church website. So we believe that there's this, that Jesus offers himself, his payment of sin is a free gift. And it's because of the love of God. If you would turn with me to John, John 3, and let's see this. I know in John 3, in the New Testament, one of the four Gospels, it, this is a very common verse. In fact, uh, it's a good one to memorize if you haven't. But John three sixteen, it talks about salvation. And we're going to read a little bit more than just verse 16 here. But Jesus is talking to a Pharisee named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus asking him some questions about salvation. Asking him about if he's really God. And now Nicodemus, during this conversation in John 3, in verse 16 Jesus says, says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life that is the good news of the gospel right there that is the good news that god sent his son his only son jesus christ and and jesus lived the perfect life and jesus died he paid the penalty for our sin he paid he paid to win us back he paid the price that we couldn't pay but it says, whoever, and then whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We, we're not going to die a forever death. We're going to have a life that lasts for eternity with Jesus. In verse 17, Jesus continued and said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Many think that Jesus... And Christians are just wanting to judge and condemn and, and tell everybody they're wrong about things. And that Christians show hate because, because we say no to certain things. Jesus, it says here, came into, into the world not to condemn. And he has every authority and all right to condemn. But he didn't come to condemn, he came to save. That was his mission. His mission was to show people and give people salvation. Salvation is a free gift from God because of his love. In verse 18, it says, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So it's simple even though it's hard? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that Jesus came to live a life to show us what it means to live perfectly a holy life? And then He took our place on the cross when we deserve to die. He took our place. It says in, in Romans 5, 6, and 7, it says, you see, just at the very right time, When we were were powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And Paul continues here, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's it's not that we, we came to Jesus first and said, we are good. Let me do these things that are good. It's not that we did, we, we got right with God and then Jesus was like, all right. They got right with God. I, I'll pay for their penalty. I'll pay for the sin. No. Jesus paid the price while we were still sinners. He died willingly for us On the front of the bulletin today, it says that that in Acts 4.12, it says, Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name in heaven given to mankind which we must be saved. No one can save except for Jesus. Now, if you think that if you live live better and just have more good deeds than bad deeds, I am really sorry to tell you that is not going to save you. Yes, as if you, if you accept Jesus' love and forgiveness and his grace, then yes, we we hopefully are gonna do a lot more good than bad. But it's not it's not the other way around. Jesus saves, and then we we respond in the way we live. No one can be saved apart from Jesus. In fact, Jesus said in John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other possibility. If you want to go spend eternity with the Father, with the God that we talked about last week, if we really think that that's the way, that that going to the Father, we can get there a different way, we are going to be wrong. In fact, the world will say there's different ways We've, we saw in this video there's different ways to get to god and some will even say we all believe in the same god that's false we believe in the one true god the god of the the muslims the god of other religions those are different gods that are false we believe in one true god who sent his son to pay the price there's no other religion there's no other no, there's nowhere else that believes that God actually stepped down into human form and took the penalty. No one else believes that. But we can find salvation in Jesus Christ alone as a free gift because of God's love. So let me ask you, are we living like we believe this? That God loved us so much that He provided a way, a very costly way for Him, but a free gift for us to come into his life, to be restored and reconciled. He gave us his son to take our place. So salvation is needed, and salvation is a free gift. We also believe that in uh, Article 8 from the Confession of Faith, it says, We believe that through life, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God offers salvation from sin, and a new way of life to all people. We receive God's salvation when we repent of sin and are accepted, I'm sorry, accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. So we believe that salvation is accepted by trusting in Jesus completely for the forgiveness of our sins. We have to accept it. In in this illustration earlier, the man in the hole, Jesus asked the question, do you want to be freed? Do you want to be saved? And why would we say no? But often, people say no. I don't know if everyone in this room has accepted Jesus. I don't know if everyone that's listening or watching online has accepted Jesus. It's, It's something that Jesus is offering but we don't get it just because he, just because he died doesn't mean we're, we're saved. I, I've heard this a lot in, in a lot of uh, modern uh, things that, that people say, Jesus paid the price so we're all saved. Well, yes, we can all be saved, but we have to accept Jesus' forgiveness. We have to ask, we have to repent. And then, yes, there's nothing else we have to do but it's not just that Jesus died and therefore we're all saved and we're all with him in heaven no we have to accept Jesus when he says do you want to be freed do you want salvation we have to say yes and do the things we need to repent we need to believe in that he's God's only son and we need to confess that we have faith in him alone. Now, the ABCs of salvation, this is, we say this even at, at VBS in the summer, admit to God that you're a sinner, repent and turn away from your sin. B is believe that Jesus Christ is God's son and accept God's gift of forgiveness from sin. And C, confess your faith to Jesus Christ as Savior and, as Savior and Lord. So admit, believe, and confess. In Matthew 26, when Jesus was about to, to go to the cross and he had the Last Supper with his disciples, he said, This is my blood of the covenant, which was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus' blood is what saves. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So it's, it's not just, it's, it's a heart and mind together, working together, that we are saying Jesus is Lord and we are believing that God raised him from the dead. And we are asking for the repentance of our sin. We are asking to, to turn from our sin and repent. So do we live like we believe this? Do we live like the only way to come to Jesus? The only way of salvation is by accepting Jesus and completely trusting in Him for the forgiveness of our sins. If we believe it, then our whole life should reflect that. We also believe that salvation is given, it's not deserved, and it's not earned. You know, the day that, a few years ago, the day that you guys voted to affirm me as the pastor, July of 2019, July 21, I, can, I remember that. Ellen and I were so thankful that God was clearly leading us to this place. And, and thankfully, somehow we had some babysitting that night, and so we could go out and celebrate. And we had a, a gift card to the cheesecake factory and we're like hey let's, let's go live it up cheesecake factory <laughs> and so we went there and, and we had a nice meal and when the bill came they weren't asking for money and i couldn't believe this it, there was this note in the in the bill on the written on the bill that said your bill was taken care of and on the back there was a personal note from a friend that said, good luck on this new adventure, praying God's best for you and your ministry and your family. And we were so blessed by that gift. Yeah, it was, it was, it was some money. It wasn't like a lot, but it was... I mean, Cheesecake Factory is not cheap. <laughs> but I wanted to use my gift card. <laughs> I was like, hey, we have this gift card. I want to use it. But I felt very blessed that a friend did this, like just happened to be there at the same time as us. And and just were so proud and so excited for us. And they wanted to show this blessing. Now, it would have been really dumb if I would have told the waiter, hey, 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 I'm not going to accept this gift. I came here to use my gift card. I came here to pay. That would have been stupid. (laughs) That would have been foolish. That would have made my friends really sad and, and probably needing to pray for us a lot more. <laughs> but that would have not been accepting a free gift that was given to us. Now, I could have said, well, you know, I went through three years of seminary and I spent all this time doing all this, and I deserve this Cheesecake Factory meal. That sounds, that sounds ridiculous too. <laughs> It wasn't deserved somebody should pay for me no it that doesn't make sense that's not i didn't deserve it oh but i i earned it because of you know someone had given us a gift card so you know no it, it doesn't make sense a free gift is given and it's our job to accept it and be blessed by that it's not our job to fight it and say no i can do it i can pay for it i i have this gift card or i want to pay with my own money i don't want to take your charity i don't want to take your money jesus paid the price of our salvation and it's a free gift and it's given to anyone that accepts it it's given it's not earned it's not deserved and often people including us sometimes we live like we need to do things to be saved we need to earn our salvation or we're good enough that we deserve it look at me i'm so good at this and that god's, god's gonna bless me he's surely i've done enough good that god's gonna save me those are all false the gift of salvation is given period so let's enjoy the gift accept the gift Be thankful for the gift. God wants us to accept his generous gift. This gift wasn't free to him. There was a high price that he paid for our salvation. And our response is to accept it with gratitude. Not trying to earn it or think that we deserve it. But to accept this gift. It says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For for it is by grace... That you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is a gift of god not by works so that no one can boast it's a gift and we can't boast about a gift that we got we can boast or i guess we could we should be boasting about jesus but we're not boasting that we did it it wasn't our own doing so do we live like we believe this? Do we, do we live like we, we've accepted this gift and there's nothing that we can do that would deserve or earn this gift, but we just embrace it and accept it and live with gratitude? Are we showing others that there's this free gift of Jesus for salvation and it's not something that people have to work at? it's something we have to trust in jesus alone we also believe from the confession of faith statement it says in christ we are reconciled with god and brought into the to the reconciling community of god's people we place our faith in god by the same power that raised christ from the dead we may be saved from sin to follow Christ in this life and to know the faithfulness or sorry to know the fullness of salvation in the age to come so we believe that salvation is God reconciling us and bringing us new life in Romans 5:10 and 11 it says for if we while we are still God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this this so, but we can boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Now, when I was thinking about reconciliation and this is sometimes a oh, maybe more of a christianese word you know be being reconciled with god you know we, we can be reconciled in, in relationships right you know when there's a broken some some uh, a broken family they can be reconciled together right but also tony evans had this good illustration that i wanted to say he was talking about his, his checkbook and his checkbook showed the balance was different than what the bank statement said. And so, there was, he said, this is a problem and it needs to be reconciled. There needs to be reconciliation. It, because they don't match. There's, there's a problem, there's an error. And the only way to find out what that problem is, is to get reconciliation. And so you have to take the time uh, if there's any high school or college kids in here, a um, checkbook is something that you, you... You keep track of money from your bank account. <laughs> and then you have to write in what check number it was and how much it was for. And, and then sometimes the amounts are going to be different, so you have to figure that out. And There's a problem, right? But Jesus is the only way to be reconciled with God. He's the only way... That our sin problem gets fixed. We could never fix that, no matter how hard we try. We can never be reconciled to God by our own doing. In First Thessalonians 5:17, it says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new, creation, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here." All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God was, were making His appeal through us. We implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And it says at the end of this chapter, God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. God made Jesus to take on our sin. He made, now Jesus willingly took on our sin, but Jesus and God were, they were, God the Father and Jesus, they were not, they were were separated for a time. And that separation was awful to Jesus because Jesus the Son. God the Son, God the Father, and God the Spirit, they are triune and they live and work together. And they have a perfect relationship, perfect harmony. But for a three-day period, Jesus was not with the Father. He was, he was separated. And even his words on the cross, he, he was talking about how God is, is forsaking him. And, and, and he wasn't forsaking him because it was his beloved son. He was forsaking him because of our sin. He could not look at our sin. And Jesus took all that on himself. Now, do we believe this? Do we believe that God is reconciling us and bringing us new life? Do we believe it? Do we live it out? Do we live like we have this message that we are Christ's ambassadors? That we can be re- reconciled to God and, and live a life, a, a new life in Him. That our old life, before we were accepting Jesus, that our old life and our new life are nothing like each other. The old is gone and the new has come. And we believe, because of salvation, here's what we we believe it at East Bend. We believe that because of God's love for man, He brought salvation through Jesus Christ, which He offers as a free gift to all who would accept Jesus Christ. We cannot earn salvation by our own works, for we cannot truly know God's works apart from Christ. But salvation can come only. By trusting Jesus Christ completely. Trusting that his life, his death, and resurrection were necessary to restore the relationship with God. That our sin destroyed. Do we live like we believe this? That we are saved only through Jesus Christ? And that we, we believe... In a God that is not dead, that is not buried, but is alive. The cross meant to kill, it is my victory, is what we sang earlier. It's our victory because Jesus took on the sin and he paid the price to bring us back. But we have a choice are we going to accept his salvation? and live for him, with him? Or are we going to try to do life on our own? And there's people that say, no, I, I don't want to have anything to do with this Jesus. I don't want to have anything to do with, with God. And they're risking their life, their eternal, forever life, on this belief that, that either there is no heaven, or there's nothing, or that God will save people if I'm good enough. But what if they're wrong? What if you believe that? What if you're wrong? Are you willing to die and not be with Jesus? Because if there's no death, or if there's no resurrection, like Dwayne was preaching about recently, there's re- everyone will be resurrected to face judgment. Judgment. But if, if this earth is the end and we just die and there's nothing else, well then you party it up and live however you want right now because it doesn't matter. That's what many do. But if there is a life after this life and there is a God that's going to judge, then isn't it worth it? Isn't it risking everything if we choose to not trust in Jesus. So my hope and prayer is that we trust in Jesus, not just to save us from hell, but to bring us into reconciliation with God and restoring us to life, eternal life, like it says in John three sixteen. So before I pray, I just want to ask you just to take a moment and I want you to think about a person that doesn't have the life of Jesus, that doesn't, has not accepted Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. And I just want you to take a moment and pray for that person. Jesus, I pray for all the, the names that have been prayed for in the last minute or so. I pray that, that you would put this person on our thoughts and minds, to be praying for them, And that you would give us an opportunity to be bold, to share your good news about your salvation with them. And Jesus, we thank you for the cost of of the salvation that you gave to us. We are humbled. And God, I do pray if there's there's anyone here today or listening or watching for this message, God, I just pray that you would Pour out your love to this person and that they would turn to you, Jesus, for the forgiveness of their sins and have reconciliation with you and have a new life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.